You are listening to the Horse Radio Network, part of the Equine Network family. What a beautiful day for horses in the morning. You are listening to the number one horse podcast in the world. Here's your entertaining look at the horse world and the people in it. I am Maggie McAllister in Bainbridge, Ohio. And I am Audrey Sears in Fillmore, New York. And you are listening to the monthly side saddle episode of Horses in the Morning on the Horse Radio Network for February 7th, 2023. This is episode 3114. This episode is brought to you by On the Bit Magazine and the American Side Saddle Association. Good morning, horse world. On today's show, we will talk about the latest Nancy chaos, of course. Meet Kayla Benson, the president of Mid-South Side Saddle. Talk with Nancy Cecil about her love of side saddles and horses. And talk about some saddle fit and learn what surge is. But first, I've got a daily winnie. My daily winnie is a birthday winnie, and it goes out. To my new husband, Brian McAllister. Today, it only took 40 years. There you go. (laughs) I'm hoping we didn't rush into this. (laughs) Yeah. So Maggie, our word of the day is a surge. I first heard this word when you were talking to me about the cloth on the underside of my champion in Wilton. Um, Can you explain a little bit more about what a surge is? Like, what is it made out of and all of that? (laughs) Okay, well, surge and it's S E R G E, not surge like to surge forward or a power surge. It's um, kind of a loose weave uh, wool cloth. Um, feels well, it feels like wool, it's itchy, um, but it is on the bottom of the panels of an English side saddle and very old. English astride saddles. You don't see um, cloth bottoms on on uh, modern English saddles anymore. But side saddles still stick with the tradition. And side saddles were born with a surge bottom. That's the side that goes against the horse um, because it's has some give to it. You know, like if you wash your wool sweater, it shrinks. Um, surge will give a little bit like when you first put your side brand new side side okay imagine it's 1910 and you just bought the latest champion and wilton you know hot off the press with the brand new triangular pommels and whatever feature came out in 1910 and you plop it on your horse and you're going to ride it and allow that wool flocking inside the panels you know the loose sheep's wool um, to kind of compress and compact. Then you're going to have it topped off more wool. You know, the more you ride it, the more the, that wool compresses and turns into felt. Well, you need something to hold the that wool flocking together. So that is surge. It holds it onto the saddle until it compresses. And the surge will change shape with that flocking to fit your horse's back. Once you've got everything settled to where you want it, you'll cover the surge with linen because linen doesn't have any give. 
then will eventually with use get like an oil skin kind of feel to it as it absorbs the oils from the horse's coat and um, gets that slippery feel to it. Um, whereas Serge, when it gets old, it just gets moth-eaten. So we see a lot of the old saddles that have never gotten recovered with linen. The Serge is, you know, holes from the moths or just from wear. Mm-hmm. Um, but Serge is, is what your saddle was born with. So that's what Serge is. I didn't know it was made from wool. It is wool. It's a, it's just a, a really simple, loose, fairly loose weave wool cloth. Hmm. Um, kind of like what you'd think of, like, um, the arm, the, the Navy peacoat. Yeah. Only not yeah. quite as heavy. It's just a simple woven yeah. wool. I remember coming across saddles as a kid. Um, you'd see old used saddles in the old used tack section of our local tack shop because tack was never, ever thrown away in our little universe. There were still saddles that would be sitting in there that were obviously pre-industrial revolution in age that had this kind of an off-white cloth looking bottom on them. Now I know yeah, it was search. And that's uh makes the the issue, you know, we've we're always talking about saddle fit, saddle fit. Yeah, surge um is the first step mm-hmm. in in fitting an English side saddle to your horse. Hmm. How about that? Now I have quiz questions for you talking of okay. side saddles and fitting. Okay. Cause you know, who doesn't love to go down the saddle fit rabbit hole rabbit hole. And, <laughs> and most of side saddle saddle fit is translates to yeah. a stride. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So when you're fitting a saddle, <clears throat> can a saddle that fits the horse well, but not the rider cause issues for the horse. Does that make sense the way I asked that? Like you put the saddle on the horse, everything looks great, but then you put the rider on top of it and the rider goes out there and goes hacking about for hours on end and goes fox hunting and all these things, but the rider doesn't fit the saddle properly. It's way too big or way too small. Can that cause issues for the horse's back in the same way it would as if as if the saddle didn't fit in the first place. Yes, it can. Ah, but it's not as insurmountable as a saddle that doesn't fit the horse in the first place. Mm-hmm. Ah. Fitting the saddle to the rider is easier than fitting the saddle to the horse. So what are uh, some of the most common things that you might do as a saddle fitter to help a saddle that fits the horse beautifully, but not quite the rider. What are some of the things that you might do to help it fit the rider better? The most common thing we do is we add a queen. And I think that's been our word of the day once before. Explain queen Um, to me again, because it's so confusing. Queen is the pad that we put on the upright horn. And we don't know why it's called a queen. It just is. So that's Um, the horn that's, that curls up around your right yes. knee. Okay. Yes. The one that sticks, that stands tall. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, the, that horn is part of the saddle. We can't move it. We can't change it. Yeah. So if you have a skinny leg, in order to have good contact with the upright horn to hold on, your right leg has to drift to the left to contact the horn, which means you then twist 
and that puts too much weight in your stirrup. And next thing you know, you're pulling your saddle to the left. If your horse has a really high shark fin wither, your saddle is probably not going to slide too far left, but you're going to soar the right side of his wither from the saddle pulling to the left. So just like any other saddle, if you sit in it improperly, you're going to cause your horse issues. So what we do is we pad up that top horn to bring your right leg back to the center and get your hips nice and square on your saddle. Mm -hmm. And that's the most common thing that we have to do to fit. If the saddle is a little bit too long for you, for most people, it's not that big of a deal, depending on where the sweet spot your saddle is. Yeah, some, some, most of us, yeah. I was going to say some of the side saddles, while they look like they have a flat seat, they do have a little bit of a sway in it. So as long as you're still sitting in that natural waist of the saddle, even if it's a little long for you, that's okay. As long as you're not fighting with it, just like a regular saddle. I mean, you can be in a chair seat with a side side saddle if the saddle's too long and you're falling back into that the natural waist if you will I had a saddle that was it was a 24 inch long seat it was <laughs> huge and you know we always it's okay if the saddle's a little bit too long it's okay well that one had been ridden by a lady that was considerably taller than me and her seat bones had made a little divot in the saddle and I kept sliding back backwards into that little sweet spot and it would straighten up my right leg. And when I went uphill, I just rolled off backwards. Oops. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. Oh, wow. That's something else. Well, we're, we have a couple of really interesting guests today. So we're going to hear a little bit from one of our sponsors today on the bit magazine. Never heard of him. <laughs> You're in for some kind of a treat. And then we're going to have a chat with Nancy Cecil. Do these gray winter days have you feeling blue? Then pick up a copy of On the Bit magazine. It's a magazine created by the everyday equestrian for the everyday equestrian with a positive spin sure to put a smile on your face. Inside, you'll find everything from creating a positive mindset with your riding and advice from a hunter-jumper judge to educational articles and positive stories from everyday riders just like you. Copies are available in print or as a digital download at onthebitmagazine.com. Grab your copy today. Our next guest is Kayla Benson of Mid-South Side Saddle. Um, I think Kayla might be our youngest chapter president. Tell us about yourself, Kayla. Um, So my name is Kayla. I am from Memphis, Tennessee. I'm 21 years old. Um, and I am the president-elect of the Mid-South Side Saddle Association. Um, I attend the University of Mississippi, and I have been riding horses my whole life, but I started side saddle when I was about 15 or 16 years old. And what got you started in side saddle? Um, Two of our members, Pam Anderson and Laura Lawson, had started riding side saddle um, a few years before I did. Pam rode side saddle in her wedding, and it was beautiful, and she got Laura into it, and eventually the two of them got me into it. We wanted to include side saddle classes at our local Germantown Charity Horse Show, um, so we 
started a club and they taught me how to ride and it was just kind of all uphill from there. We were able to gain a lot of members and had a lot of interest in it and get classes added to shows in the area and attend things like parades and such. So it was just one of those like social fun things at first. And now it's something that we all are really serious about. Yeah, I gotten, I've gotten to go to the Germantown show a couple of times and then the Shoba carriage classic a couple of times where they have side side classes. Yes. Really. Those cool. are our two favorite for sure. Yeah. If uh, let me tell you our listeners, if you get a chance to go to the Germantown charity horse show, it is an amazing experience. It's, it's right outside of Memphis. It's a heritage show, you know, so it's on the level of like Devon and the other big East coast shows. It's really cool. It is. It's a fun time and it's the organization itself is incredible. And uh, there's so many ways to like be involved too. Even if you don't show, it's just a fun time with everybody. Like it's, we're all it's, this it's day and fun. age when, you know, shows are, are having a hard time filling seats and it's just mostly the exhibitors watching each other to, to look up and see full stands of people just from town that aren't even horse people that just come to watch the show. It's just amazing. Yeah. I mean, it's surreal. I've shown all over the country. I compete in hunters and jumpers as well. And I've shown all over the country and there's nothing like the crowd that comes to the Germantown charity. It is Germantown's biggest attraction. I feel like. Well, they decorate the whole town for the horse show. Oh, yeah. And we're coming down that main drag off of the interstate as I'm, you know, heading to our hotel. I'm like, wow, look at that. Got the banners up. It is so cool. And you are part yeah, of the um, royalty, aren't you? Yes, I am. I represented my barn as a princess back in 2019. And this year I was chosen to represent the show itself as their queen. Ride into the arena as queen because I think I've, I've already. Um, you can there's been there it's kind of whatever is fit for whoever's chosen each year um the biggest thing is that i you know go around the city representing the show and the organization itself but during the week of the show i'll be presented usually in a car for the women who aren't necessarily riders um but i i plan to uh ride my horse side saddle one night in my big ball gown and yeah, you, you present better. myself that way you had better and send <laughs> oh, us I pictures we want to see pictures oh i will <laughs> <laughs> there will be lots of pictures don't worry congratulations on on your appointment um thank you so tell us about your favorite side saddle um like my actual favorite saddle saddle or somebody else's that you covet because you know we all do oh okay so we actually have one as a club i believe it's a champion in wilton and it's i'm very small like i'm only five foot so a lot of the saddles that we've had are pretty big for me they swallow me um so we have a champion in wilton that's pretty small that i've been using the past two or three years on my jumper actually i ride him side saddle um 
but I love that one. It fits me perfectly. It's, it's a lot older. It needs some restoration. We've, you know, reached out to our leather guy about it. Um, but it, I love that one just because the way it fits me, I guess, is that would be the biggest thing for me because I feel like it's hard to find saddles that are small enough for me. And there's such, in the old days, ladies were all shorter. So all mm-hmm. the saddles were small. And now there's such a huge variety in people that finding yeah. just the right saddle um, for the length of your, your femur is, is a challenge sometimes. Because you find, the, oh my God, this is it the most is. beautiful saddle I've ever seen. And it's three inches too long or two inches too short. Or Yeah, that was always my issue when I first started riding I was like this is difficult because you know I don't fit in these saddles well and then I started using that one two or three years ago and I was like this is so much more enjoyable and comfortable like I'm not feeling like I'm swallowed in it I think everybody that has had a bad experience side saddle it's been because the saddle didn't fit them or didn't fit their horse I I totally agree with that I my very first um horse that I rode side saddle we just could not find a saddle to fit him and they didn't fit me so it was just a challenge all the way around to be able to ride him Audrey also rides a champion in Wilton yeah I do I love my champion in Wilton but I I agree with um what you guys are saying I think a lot of people don't get that hook hook into side saddle if their saddle either doesn't fit their horse or doesn't fit them property properly. I mean, I, I truly feel like I lucked out and I found the unicorn horn or the, the, the needle in the haystack when it came to my saddle. Cause I knew nothing and it showed up. I'd never seen it before. It slapped on my horse. It was a perfect fit for him. I got on it and I loved, I loved it. Cause I'm pretty small too. I'm I'm on a good day with like my barn boots, like good thick barn soles. I'm only five, three. So I totally get what you're saying, Kayla, about finding a saddle that is the right length for you. But at the same time, I think that you and I have the uniqueness of being able to ride some of those more harder to fit saddles. Like, um, one of the saddles that I have, I call her Virginia is an 1860s, uh, park saddle. Um, and she was built for that time and era, very small young women. And I loved that saddle to death. I, <laughs> that one is probably my newest, my favorite, but, um, I, I totally get where you're coming from when it comes to that. So Kayla, can you tell us a little bit about Mid-South? You told us about the Ger- uh, the Germantown Horse Show, but can you tell us like where that's where it's located cuz I'm from Oklahoma and when you say Mid-South, like I think like parts of Texas. <laughs> so like where is your club located, do you know? So we are mostly out of Oakview Stables in Olive Branch, Mississippi. We do have other members that don't ride at Oakview necessarily. They're um, Millington, Tennessee area. They, you know, a lot of them are like carriage drivers in downtown Memphis, that sort of thing. And a lot of our members we actually gained through the Neshoba Carriage Classic because we were able to add side saddle classes to that. A lot of the founding members, myself and Pam Anderson, Laura Lawson, my mom, Dottie, we all 
carriage drive as well. So we were able to add side saddle classes to that show, which then brought in a lot of the other carriage drivers in the area. So we're mostly, I would say, greater Memphis area. Um, I think Millington is the furthest we go as far as our members. Um, But yeah, I mean, we call ourselves Mid-South. We are all the time trying to gain members from Arkansas and Texas and further south in Mississippi, that sort of thing. I mean, I currently live in Oxford, so, you know, we're, we're kind of all over the place a little bit. Yeah. But that's okay. Being all over means you just get to meet new people, huh? (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) So do you have any other opportunities to come and see you guys? Like, are you going to do any parades this year or any other shows or anything like that? And where can our listeners so we have, see you? <laughs> so we have the Germantown Charity. It's June 6th through the 10th this year. And then we have the Neshoba Carriage Classic in the fall. I believe this year, the dates are October 20th to 22nd. And then we typically participate in the LaGrange Parade. It's an hour east of Memphis. Um, and we normally go to that. Um, we don't really get the opportunity to do many more parades than that, um, mostly because our horses aren't necessarily fit for that sort of thing. My horse is not a parade worthy mount, but we do have some people that are really interested in that sort of thing. And we are also talking about going to the, I believe it's the Mid South Expo up in Murfreesboro, Tennessee, around Nashville. Do you ride your jumper side saddle? You said you did, but do you like, do, do you do it in the show ring? No, 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 no. Um, I, he, I do the, uh, high adult amateurs. So I do the meter 10 jumpers and he's, he actually belongs to Pam Hill, but she lets me ride him. Um, and he's just that kind of horse. I've done hunters jumpers. And a couple of years ago, I was like, all right, well you do side saddle now and threw him in the show ring. <laughs> rode inside saddle for the very first time like a day before the show at the germantown charity and i was like this is what you do now and he, he just rocked with it he's like okay i'll do whatever you want yeah but see but, champion and wilton it's enforced for jumping like go for it yeah that's hey, uh susan I oaks susan oaks exactly. rode a champion and wilton at six foot seven and a half yep Z is actually the one horse that I have jumped around like a three foot course side saddle and not been like concerned about, you know, like the only <laughs> other horse I've ridden side saddle was flighty about jumping to begin with. So it was really the horse in that situation, but especially with like the right saddle, the right horse, like it's so much fun. I just don't really get the opportunity to go to shows and do that sort of thing. I'd really love to go to Devin one day. Oh. And do you have anything for Kayla? I do actually. I'm very curious, Kayla. You would. I knew you would. I, you knew you would. When you first approached the Germantown charity horse show about adding side saddle classes, how did you go about that? Because there's, pro- there are probably other people in the universe who are interested in side saddle and maybe are even members of side saddle clubs that might be interested in doing that. So maybe how, how did you make that initial contact and what was your sales pitch to add the classes? So the Germantown Charity Horse Show is a double A rated heritage show. It's actually one, it was one of the very first heritage shows in the country. 
And so there is the hunter jumper aspect, but there's also breeds. We have pacifinos, walking horses, carriage driving, all that sort of thing, gypsy banners. And so myself and Laura Lawson and my mom and several of the other members, Brooke Ballinger, we're all members of the Germantown Charity Horse Show Association. So we kind of already had that initial relationship with the show. And we went to the director of the breed side of things, the man that comes up with the schedule and that sort of thing. And we just pitched it to him like, hey, we've started this club. We would love to have a chance to show doing this sort of thing. Like we were trying to create things for the club to do rather than just exist and ride together. Mm -hmm. Um, And because we already had that relationship, he was, pretty open to adding a couple of classes. We've even had like a junior division. I started as a junior rider. Um, and then we've had amateur divisions. It pretty much is the exact same as the hunter jumper world. Anyone under 18 is a junior over 18 is an amateur. Um, and we have walk trot, walk trot canter classes. And then we do a hunter hack where we do get to jump a little bit, but he was pretty open to it considering we already had that initial relationship going with them. Mm-hmm. So sounds like key to that is start developing that relationship with your local regional or whatever show you're targeting, start that relationship early on so that, that you have that. And that's, that's really, really where you need to start. Yeah, I would definitely say that is. And I think another big thing is like already having an established club where you can say, Hey, we've got, X many amount of people and show that you can bring in exhibitors like rather than just having just having the relationship and saying hey there's two of us that want to do this I think it really (laughs) helps to have a good group of people saying hey this is a want in the area it would bring in exhibitors and generate more revenue for the show this would be nothing but a good thing right right yeah being able to walk in with a full class Mm -hmm. helps you know, knowing right. that we're going to, we're right. going to fill I mean, this class. So, yeah. Class, so that, I that's think our smallest class has only ever been like two or three people. And that's on a bad year. We normally have, I want to say five to seven per class. Mm-hmm. So being able to get the word out in your community far and wide so that someone who might be interested in, t- in entering the class knows about it. And then encouraging someone who maybe is interested and is maybe unsure whether or not they want to show, that's what your regional clubs are doing. Your regional clubs are saying, sure, if you're interested, we'll help you out. We make sure you get the right information you need, the instruction you need, the tack you need. You understand the attire requirements. So that's why your Mid-South Side Saddle Association exists to help people along along that journey. Right. And we've gotten a lot of opportunities, too. Like it from adding classes to the Germantown Charity Horse Show, it opened a lot of doors for us. They, the association one year did an expo where they invited like members from each breed that they had. There were hunters, jumpers, gypsies, carriage drivers, and then they asked Side Saddle to come and they did like a little expo in Germantown for the public, which was a great way to like get it out there that like, hey, this is something we do. This is something that anyone can do. You should try it. You know, like mm-hmm. it, it opened doors for us as well, being able to 
add those classes to the show. Okay, Kayla, tell us um, if All some right. if one of our listeners wants to get a hold of Mid South Side Saddle, um, how would they go about doing that? So we have an Instagram and a Facebook page. We're just Mid South Side Saddle Association on both. Or um, anyone can call Oakview Stables in Olive Branch, Mississippi, and the owners, Rosemary or Trey Lawson, can direct you to one of our members. Um, but social media is probably the best way to find us. We do have a website. It's, again, just Mid-South Side Saddle Association. Um, and I believe we have um, all of our contact info on there, too, if anyone wants to reach out directly to us. Great. And, and if you can't remember Mid-South Side Saddle, contact me through AmericanSideSaddleAssociation.com, and I will get, get you in, in touch with Kayla. The American Side Saddle Association was formed in 2008 to preserve, promote, and expand the elegance and historical art of riding side saddle. The ASA wishes to promote enthusiasm for side saddle riding among the equestrian public. The ASA is a network of over 20 regional side saddle clubs located throughout the nation. The association supports all forms of riding and rider safety. We honor the women who came before us, but are also inclusive of all people throughout society. We hold regular clinics and participate in parades and demonstrations around the United States. Find us on Facebook or at AmericanSideSaddleAssociation.com. So our first guest today is Nancy Cecil. And while she's way up north in Maine, she's actually part of my club now. I think that's what you did, right, Nancy? Are you part of Western New York Side Saddle? Well, we don't talk about it, but you stole me. Yeah. <laughs> Oops. I guess I didn't know we weren't supposed to talk about it. We can. Still technically <laughs> in charge of the, the group in Maine, too. Yeah, she can yeah. be both. We, we can have line jumpers. I'm okay with that. Well, that's how it seems to be fo- unfolding. And I think it's fine with everyone. The more, the merrier. Oh, yeah. We're, we're one big collective group here at ASA. I mean, we really are. We just, you do what you want, where you want. You just have to name a club, basically, I guess. <laughs> so I well, have a I question. That- yep, go oh, ahead. No, go. You say. Oh, I was just going to say that, you know, if we're trying to accumulate points, we try to stay in the smaller club. Yeah, that's true. That's very true. I mean, if you're you're a point nabber like I am. (laughs) No, I have to work too hard at it. (laughs) (laughs) We're trying to make things easier. So I have to ask you, what got you into side saddle? I really, I'm not sure, but I'm always looking for a little side adventure, a little something. And I'm not a, I'm not a terribly serious rider, which is a good thing. I mean, I, um, I'm, I'm safe and I like to have fun, but as far as being, uh, into any heavy competitions or anything like that, I really, I really like to just go out and do something and not have to do it every single week or every single day. 
And the other the other part about it is that I also have a big interest in historical costuming. And this is just the perfect marriage between liking to get dressed up and sitting on a horse. Yeah, agreed. If you like any sort of history at all and you're into horses, side saddle, for whatever reason, just makes that better. I don't understand why, but it does. Definitely well, does. gee, if you get a chance to put on nice, you know, to put on some interesting clothing and go places and do things that people don't see very often, what's not to love? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And then be able to kind of like live history while you're doing it. Because it's one thing to just put on a gown and it's another thing to actually sit on a horse and walk down a town in that period, you know? Oh, I agree. It's very powerful stuff. Definitely. So what is your favorite side saddle? Do you own any side saddles or do you just borrow everybody else's? And if you borrow, what's your favorite one to ride in? Well, I've really, I think my two or well, my the three opportunities that I've had with other people's side saddles, um, we can skip the one that I, that I rode in Gettysburg. Um, (laughs) That was just way too exciting. Uh, It was just, (laughs) just a bad fit. If our, if our listeners don't know what happened, um, I spent half of this two and a half or three mile ride hiking up on the cantle, waiting for Audrey to come and and uh, retighten the girths on this because the poor saddle just kept on slipping around. Yep. Um, and this was on a horse who had never been ridden before. So it was very exciting. <laughs> um, it was a fun time. So it was a hadn't great been time. Ridden side and, saddle. He hadn't been ridden. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he had not ridden at, at, at all. Well, he had been ridden. He had been ridden. Um, by this Amish kid that we have who isn't a kid anymore because I've known him so long. Uh, but that was a five minutes just to see if he would take a rider. And I said, oh, that's good enough for me and decided to go full tilt and ride him in a parade side saddle. And he was a gem. Oh, yes. He's so, he's amazing. He's wonderful. <laughs> Did he get adopted? What's that? Did he get adopted yet? No, he did not. No, he did hey, not. Everybody, he, listeners, if you want the most awesome standard bread to ever draw, he a breath, really is. He was awesome. He's amazing. I love him. I wish he could come home to my house. Well, time may take care of that, Audrey. We just, yeah. <laughs> that's why he's sitting closer to your house than my house right now. <laughs> so he's presently residing in New York, mid Hudson, which is kind of equidistant for a lot of things. And I just kind of think he's strategically placed at the moment. <laughs> but for anybody who's interested, we do. Um, I do. I'm managing director of sanctuary at Maple Hill Farms. Uh, we do have a lot of available horses. We're very careful about what their next jobs are going to be. But I, I really invite anybody to get to know us. And, and um, if they're interested in a horse, to let us know. I want to get and back if, and talk about saddles again. <laughs> and if you want to, if you want a side saddle horse, they can test him out to see if that's oh, yeah. first, <laughs> you know, not every rescue well, yeah. can do that. Not every rescue can well, just say, oh, he's perfect for side saddle. <laughs> and, and that's what we do. <laughs> so what we try is we try to find what these horses 
will not only tolerate but enjoy. And and the funny thing about the standard breads, or or it's just who they are, they just rise to the occasion, even if they've never seen the occasion before. <laughs> and so we we just think they're grand. Um, uh, they just um, as long as you are careful about, you know, trying to make the best experience for them. They just go along with the program and, and just love it. But I, as saddle-wise, I think we'll skip the saddle that I used in Gettysburg. I, I believe it was some sort of Western something. Um, and since I'm not really a Western rider, that was like, you know, 10 strikes against it before I even got on. <laughs> <laughs> so we can go, and then we can go up the line with the saddle that I acquired um, that I now own. And I don't, I think it's an Elan. We're never really sure. It's not marked or anything, but it's a, it, but it's a nice basic saddle. And the, the real, the, I think, particularly when we talk about going to the clinics, one of the things that happens is that we try to fit, as we always should, both the rider and the horse. And my favorite particular horse is 17 one hands. Um, he has high withers and he's round barreled and he's a standard bred, but that is not always an easy saddle fit. So this particular saddle just happened to work well on him. And that's what I have for my personal saddle. And then one of the other saddles that, you know, if we want to go up the register here, Maggie has a particularly fine saddle that she allowed me to use. (laughs) And that was sort of like swimming in a Cadillac. It was wonderful. It was a little too big for me, but it simply didn't matter. It was heavenly. And I think that was a crest ridge. Is that right, Maggie? Yes. You rode my crest ridge. <laughs> I did, which caused me to have the lady from crest ridge come visit. Mm. Um, not only to maybe in some future uh, fit Darby, my big horse, um, to a Crestridge, but also because she was willing to come and check out other saddles as well, and it was a, it was good. So I, those I, are my saddles. I, yeah. <laughs> I like that feature that that uh, Crestridge they they run their business like no other business. They they are still uh, Deb is a door to door salesman. She comes to yeah. you, fits your horse. Even if you're not looking for a Crestridge, she'll tell you if your current saddle fits your horse or not. If you don't want to buy a saddle just yet, at least you know what to look for. You know. Well, it's a service and you do pay for the service, but it's nice to have someone who actually knows what they're doing um, come and and because she she doesn't have a necessary sales agenda because she's being paid, we can get kind of honest answers. And so that day I had I had two horses for her to fit um, who were theoretically quite different. One was my 17-1 high-withered round-barreled standardbred Darby. And the other was a little gal named Mona, who is a Tennessee walker who is short, but round enough in the barrel. So surprisingly, she did not fit that Elan side saddle as well, but she fit one of, she fit the Tucker, the same Tucker that I use on Darby. So it was nice to have someone who was knowledgeable who could actually say, well, this works, but this doesn't. Right. And then, um, and I and can't be also, everywhere you know? <laughs> as much as I would like it. to, I can't be everywhere. 
and then and, and at the same same token, um, because this Elon really um, with with Darby in the shape that he is, he needed a couple of shims, and this was easy enough, you know. So she got so all I did was um, pay for the service of having a fitter com and also give me an idea of if I wanted a crest ridge at some time, what I would be needing. Um, and then for like 12 bucks, I, I ended up with the things I needed to make everything work wonderfully. Um, so that was kind of a good thing. Well, speaking of being everywhere, I am going to be in your area this year. I understand we- you're coming back. But yeah. <laughs> we've got two events scheduled. One is in Monmouth, Maine. Um, yeah, back at the, 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 that cat's yeah. farm where I taught um, last year. Um, yeah. Really neat farm. The barn was the original fort for the town. Hmm. All of the I old like beams, the floor. It's so, it is so cool. And the, the barn owner, she is just a sweetheart. I love cat. Um, and then the other clinic is in Ath- Athol. Is that how you pronounce it? Massachusetts? That's right. I used to live next door to that town. And I will be there. Um, both both dates are in August. So. That's exciting. Love it when you come. <laughs> so if anybody can't, if you can't, if you're in New England and you can't get to one of the two clinics hosted um, by members of the name of your club is Side Saddle Around New England, correct? Correct. So when someone says, what group are you in? I'm insane. <laughs> that's, that's exactly right. It took us quite a while to figure out what we needed to be called. And that one just kind of kept coming up. I like, I like oh, it. it. I like it. I like it. We're insane. Um, yeah. <laughs> but if you can't make it, you know, if one, in our, any of our listeners can't make it to one of the two clinics, um, I'll be available to do private lessons during the week on the way home. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, that's I wonderful! Because I think I'm back at um, well, I can't think of the name of it. Richmond, Richmondville, New York. Following weekend, so I'll have a whole week to play with. I'm probably going to have to take Brian fishing again, though. <laughs> yeah, really like, he really likes places where you can stop on the side of the road. He'll be fine. Yeah, we'll have the camper. We'll have the camper. So, you know, we're probably going to be sleeping in parking lots anyway. So. Oh, but, well, you can always come down and, you know, sleep in our parking lot. We're happy to have you. Good to, to have places to park. Yeah. So at these clinics, have you got a, gotten any idea from any of the people who are going to be coming um, exactly what you might be doing? Well, we're trying a new format this year. I'm glad you asked. In the past, I do saddle fit all morning. And in the afternoon, we have this chaos of everybody riding together. Um, it wasn't chaos. It was wonderful. It was to, to, in, to the nervous Nellie that doesn't want to have more than four or five people mounted at, the, at once. It makes me nervous. Um, we'll talk about true chaos yeah. later. Well, Yeah. Um, but my, um, my problem is I've sold off half of my lesson fleet of side saddles. Hmm. And when I get 12, 14 riders at a time, I don't have enough saddles to go around. 
So um, hmm. Gail helped me come up with a new format. We're going to try it this year. We'll do saddle fit for the first hour along with registration and donuts and coffee and all that stuff. And um, I will have whoever is there to assist me um, doing saddle fit the rest of the day. But for that first hour, the group, you know, however many are there will watch me do some saddle fit. And then I will go in the arena and do two students at a time for 50 minute lessons. Oh, that sounds great. Yeah. And in 50 minutes, I should have everybody at least walk and trot, probably canter. And then at the end of the day, anybody that wants to jump can come back in and jump. Um, Wow. So we'll be able to do between um, 12 and 18 riders a day. That sounds like sure. a, a good a good time to be had by all. Remind us when this clinic happens. August 26th in Monmouth, Maine, and August 27th in Athol, Massachusetts. There we go. And for more information, do they need to go to where? Uh, just contact me, probably easiest, and I will connect you with the hostess. I don't organize my own clinics anymore because I'm not good at organizing. On the Bit magazine was created by the Everyday Equestrian for the Everyday Equestrian with a positive spin, sure, to put a smile on your face. Inside, you'll find everything from creating a positive mindset with your horse and advice from a hunter-jumper judge to educational articles and positive stories from everyday riders just like you. If listeners put in the code SIDESADDLE10, that side saddle, the number 10, it will give 10% off a single issue, digital or print. Copies are available in print or as a digital download at onthebitmagazine.com. Did you know that On The Bit Magazine had a special feature on side saddle in their fall edition in September? That's kind of cool. Yeah, they put my picture in there. (laughs) Well, duh, then it's amazing. My picture in there. Yeah. Oh, so um, how's life on the farm? Life is normal. (laughs) Nancy's Nancy's good right now. Never normal at your house. (laughs) Well, there's there's a relativity of normal. There's unnormal days and normal days. So um, have I clued you in lately about the chaos story? I saw something about it on Facebook, but I've, I've tried not to ask you too much about it so <laughs> that you could tell us on the so air. So you could, could learn more about it. Well, if you're friends with me on Facebook, um, you probably, if you took the time to read the chaos story, you probably heard the chaos story. But the chaos story started with normal barn chores take me about 20, 30 minutes tops if I got to put blankets on, basically. And I go down to my barn and my barn is a split level barn. So I have to go down a ramp to get down to the lower part where the horses are. And I come around the corner of the ramp and immediately my horse Sluggo, he starts screaming his head off. Normally, Slug just gives me a nice little nice whinny. And that's usually like, good morning, mom. How is your day? Is everything is bright and beautiful? Because he's like your typical gelding, right? And I come down. Yeah. So I come down and slug is screaming his head off. This is the mom. I need you down here now. Everybody is going out of their minds and I can't control them anymore. And I'm not in trouble. It's not me kind of screaming. Right. So I'm like slug settle down. And I come in to find Jingle Bell. The kid's little pony is cast herself upside down in her stall. 
I'm like, great. So I'm trying to free her and I hear Nancy splash, splash, splash in her water trough. And I'm like, Nancy, leave it alone. Let me free the pony first. So I deal with, with Jingle Bell. She was not hurt. She was totally fine. She's a nice, sane little pony. But I mean, she's literally like all of 60 pounds. She's a six month old miniature Shetland cross. Like she's just, she's more fluff than she is pony basically. And so I free her and slug calms down a little bit, but then he starts, you know, winning in again. I'm like, slug settle down. So I go get blush. Who's one of our standard breads. Um, I just, I love her name. Her name is make me blush. It just, I love her. And so I go and get her and she will not let me put her halter on. She keeps giving me kind of like, I don't know, the horsey, like middle finger, I guess she just, she would not put, would not let me get her halter on. And it finally occurs to me as she's got her nose up in the air that her radio is not on like, okay, I'll climb up there and I will turn on your radio. Now can we go outside? Cause I have to deal with Nancy who's still splashing in her water trough and slug who's still winning his head off and will not settle down. I'm like, what is wrong in here? So I have to climb up in the rafters, turn on blushes radio and take her out. And I got her settled with. So then I turned to Nancy to get her out and I can't find her halter. I'm looking everywhere. And typically Nancy, like she takes her halter off the hook and throws it at ducks. So I'm looking around the barn thinking she's thrown it into another stall or something and I cannot find it. So I'm like, well, I'll just grab the extra halter and I grab the extra halter and I come into her stall to put her halter on and I look over and I see her lead rope is trailing out of the water bucket. I was like, are you serious, Mare? So I go over to the water bucket and sure enough, she has drowned her halter in the bottom of the water bucket. And I don't have like little hang up, you know, pony club water buckets. I have like these 50 gallon water troughs in their stalls. And she it's on the bottom of a fully full 50 gallon trough. I'm like, Mare. So I finally get her out and Sluggo finally calms down and I finally get her out. I come back in to do chores because at this point it's already taken me an hour just to get horses out and a rabbit runs past me. I'm like, the rabbits are out. My son's rabbits are out. So here I am this by this time, Gavin, who's three, he's my three-year-old. He's come down to the barn to check on me because I've been taking way too long. And he starts helping me chase the rabbit around with a tennis racket and a (laughs) fishing net that's duct taped to a pole as we're trying. And he's in his pajamas, like shorts and fuzzy slippers type thing. And we're chasing this rabbit. And I I came in. I was like, I give up. I just I give up. (laughs) Chores were not supposed to take two hours. It was ridiculous. The only good horse was Hope. And she blew a abscess that day. Ugh. Oh, good so. grief. Life at your house. Okay. <laughs> right. It's the only place where horses have their own radios and Nancy has an issue with ducks. And, you know, the three-year-old keeps me sane. Have we ever told our audience why Blush has her own radio? I, I don't know. <laughs> so, Blush, let's see, when was that? It was like at the end of July. She ended up getting severely hurt, like 30 stitches worth hurt. And um, she had to go on stall rest. And so my kids go, well, mom, if she has to be sick, she needs to watch movies and sit on the couch. I was like, I'm 
I'm not bringing a TV down here for the horse to watch movies on. And they're like, well, what is she supposed to do then? She'll be stuck in her stall. And I said, well, some racehorses have radios. I will buy her a radio. And so they like chipped in all their money and we went to Dollar Tree or Dollar Family Dollar or whatever. And we bought like the cheapest radio we could buy. And I think it was like $7 with tax. I mean, it was just a cheap little radio and we put it in her, uh, in her stall. Brian had to rewire the barn for the dumb radio. And so now she has a radio up on the rafters of her barn, which is only accessible from the hayloft. And then of course, Clayton, he had this meltdown going, Clayton is my oldest. He's nine. And he goes, mom, she won't be able to tell what time it is. We have to set it. So I had to figure out how to set the $7 radio, which is, you know, rocket science. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> you, had to set the, you had to set the clock on the radio. So it yes. just like 12. Oh my exactly. God. <laughs> yeah. So I had to reset that. And then I had to, uh, I had to tune in to a radio station and all the kids had to sit there to figure out if the radio station was good enough for her. I'm like, oh, my word, people. It's a horse. Life it's a radio. Show. What she like to listen to? Is she a country station or is she hip hop? She actually what doesn't she really to? like country, but it's the only one that I can come in clear. Um, That's more important. She, That's more yeah, important she, what style of music. Yeah. Yeah. She sort of likes the NPR station just because during the day they play classical, but she doesn't like news or talk shows at all. Um, she loved Christmas music. We turned it to like this Amish Christmas station that gave us like really good weather updates, but it was only on for the month of December. So Aww. we've gone back to country and she's a little cranky about it, but that's okay. <laughs> wow. Life at Audrey's house. <laughs> oh, yeah. Geez. So, well, this happened like two days ago. We were practically snowed in and Gavin had to come down my three-year-old. He had to come down and check on me because I had been out there with the tractor for two hours because I had told him, you know, finish watching your movie and then you come out to the barn. And I was fighting with the tractor because I couldn't get it started. And it's my three-year-old keeps us sane. So, <laughs> but he loves Nancy. <laughs> when the three-year-old is the most responsible person. Right. <laughs> yeah, oh, but geez. he's the one that will fight you to the death for Nancy. Nancy is his horse. He will tell everybody. That is so sweet. There For Christmas, go. he got a shirt that says, I'd rather be with Nancy. Yeah. There you go. There you go. Well, uh, <laughs> speaking of good times, where are you going to be in, in February, uh, Miss Maggie? Oh, February. I'm hibernating. <laughs> you you going to take, um, take the month off and hide? Pretty much. No, let's see. Well, I'm going to a Civil War ball in Cuyahoga Falls. That's in Ohio. In Ohio, yes. Um, it's really cool. It's the Ohio Regimental Military Ball. There's going to be quite a few sites out of writers there. I think there's going to be like half a dozen of us or so. Hmm. Um, all day long is lectures on different aspects of not just the war, but the, the time period. Like um, one of our members, um, she calls herself the Civil, the Civil War Songbird, and she'll be doing a presentation on the music of the era. And there'll be um, shopping, of course. There's going to be vendors there. And then we have um, a really nice sit-down dinner. Then that evening, there's a ball with dancing and beautiful gowns and all that stuff. And after the ball, they, they're an afterglow. It, it's basically the bar is open <laughs> until like midnight. Um, and they have a room adjoining the bar that overlooks the falls of the Cuyahoga river. 
There you um, go. And it's beautiful, especially in the winter with the ice on the cliffs yeah. side and everything. It's really pretty. So I'll be there on the 18th. And um, there's a tax swap in West Union on the 11th. Then I'm going to go and see if I can't unload some old tack. <laughs> and, and where is that? West Union, Ohio. It's there you go. See, you have Adams, to let everybody know Ohio because Adams, yeah, the West Ohio. Union didn't help. Yeah. Well, yeah. West Union is in like every state. Um, yeah. But, yeah. West Union, Ohio is um, middle of nowhere, Southern Ohio. Um, you're like 10, 15 minutes from the Ohio River. So if somebody is looking for a bit of tack that is even vaguely related to side saddle, we now know that Maggie has some to get rid of. So if you're curious... <laughs> Contact Maggie through the American Side Saddle Association and see if she has what you need. <laughs> yeah, probably do. <laughs> I have everything. There you go. Well, you can yeah. find out more about all things side saddle at the American Side Saddle Association.com. What is the name of your Facebook page, Audrey? Uh, American Side Saddle Association. And you also have a YouTube channel. Yay. Yep. American Side Saddle Association. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. You're easy to remember. Easy yep. to remember. And you are here which day of the month each month? First Tuesday of the month. First Tuesday of the month. And today's show was sponsored by the American Side Saddle Association and? On the Bit Magazine. Pick up your copy, digital or printed today. It's written by horse people, for horse people. I love that it's everyday horse people. Yeah. yeah, I love that. That And I was yeah. I was paging through some of the articles early. It's a lot of fun. So check it out online today. And uh, we'll see you next time, yeah? And for Obliquo. That's Latin for always sideways. 